0: Today we're talking about setting the scene and your game day rituals.
1: Welcome to Passive Aggressive Perception, a system agnostic TTRPG podcast where we ask more questions and we provide answers.
0: I am Ivan and this is the Marticia to my Gomez, Steve. Oh, I like that one. You do ya? Yeah. I'm a big Adams Family fan. With Adams Fam, they're bringing it back. Do you know that?
1: Yes, they just cast Morticia. Did they? Yeah,
0: I got to check out the news on that. Did you see that? It was many, many years ago. They did a uh, a reinvigoration of the monsters, and it had that dude from Sliders in it. It was mm-hmm. actually kind of great. It's kind of the best thing I've seen in a long time. But it only it only lasted as long as a pilot on Hulu, mm, which that was not long. Which <laughs> I think it was like early 2010s was not a good outlook. Maybe it was just like. A
1: really short movie yeah it wasn't a
0: pilot yeah. it, was just... it had eddie izzard as grandpa munster
1: dang i'll watch that
0: it was really good dude it might still be on hulu people should check that out, right, check out. um so yeah today we're talking about game day rituals and i want to just quickly kind of give a rundown of what we mean that by that and uh to me i think about the minutiae right that not everybody might consider because when you consider going in on game day you think about sitting with your friends doing your RP session, packing up, going home, but, like, the small things kind of floating around that, like, really kind of matter, at least to somebody like me who treasures those.
1: You think of the game, and there's a lot of little things that are in the orbit of the game or things that set the table or set the tone for the game that aren't literally playing...
0: Totally. And like, uh, could you imagine going into like, I don't know, a McDonald's, but it just like smells like cow manure. Right. So in this really bad analogy, (laughs) going to McDonald's and ordering a cheeseburger is the game. But like if uh, there's elements off, if you're sitting on like dirty old hay bales infested with pill bugs and it smells like cow manure. Those are like things that matter to the overall experience that, but aren't necessarily front and center.
1: At the very least, if you went into McDonald's and it said McDonald's in block (laughs) times new Roman (laughs) on on a blank building and it was just tables that had, everything was gray and employees just had scrubs on and they gave you your food, you know, like you ordered it through a robot and you ate your food. McDonald's is about eating food.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that should be their new
1: logo. But up, 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 up. McDonald's is about eating food. <laughs> um, uh, Consume. PAP podcast trademark. <laughs> now McDonald's can't do that without making it rich. Rich. Um, so, yeah, man. I mean, a session I- starts like when you are just like getting ready and like getting <sighs> your bag together and stuff. And you're just like, like even going somewhere is part of like the excitement and the ritual. Like, experience. we're gonna play.
0: You know? No, totally. And for the GM, I think that starts even earlier, you know what I mean? Because they kind of have like depending on who's hosting, but typically in in my line, it's like, hey, you're GM, you host, you do things yep. here. You your setup starts like a long time before people even
1: show up. So I think there's something to be said about getting into that headspace, putting the stuff out, getting yeah. it figured out. Well, you have sometimes like you have dedicated space you know like i in my basement mm-hmm. um one of the gaming tables we have is kind of like where the rpgs and the board games happen right mm-hmm. so a little of it's like it's, it's there all the time you know what i mean right so like when we say all this stuff like the we start with the pregame rituals right so right. i mean like obviously there's the getting there but then like when everyone starts like rolling in through the door you know it's, it's everything. It's it's game-related or it's not. It's it's literal table setting. It's like getting everything started and getting into the mode that takes us to action. Totally.
0: And I like really like that you leave a table set up. I used to do that because, you know, I used to make those mm-hmm. game tables. In fact, I want to make another one for myself, but finding dedicated space is hard these days. I like leaving something up there with some amount of permanence because it is kind of like an altar like not to draw these like parallels way too closely between like religion or like the occult but like it is kind of like which is funny because we're talking about rpgs which went through the satanic panic and people
1: were like oh god it's not like a literal it's not like a literal altar but there's like blood and candles
0: i mean i bleed a goat and then it immediately devolves into blood sex orgy
1: yeah, and that's not even LARPing. That's just part of the process. That's
0: part of the process. How else are you going to get into the role-playing headspace without
1: a blood sex Or I would say refer to our episode on uh, on going forward or something like that. <laughs> not bl- the blood, the goat blood. <laughs> See our episode about goat blood. See our episode about goat blood coming in early 3012. Right. So um, obviously one of the things that, I, that everyone thinks about when it comes to role-playing is food. Mm-hmm. And you either got a the group text is saying, who ate? Are we eating? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to order pizza. Right. Or, as I learned the first time I showed up at one of your sessions, it could be way more elaborate to that. When yes. I joined your Storm King Thunder campaign, I missed several sessions. You asked me to join because we basically had, you had kind of an extra chair and there were a few holes in the group dynamic that yeah. I could come in and potentially have someone who addresses some kind of, some stuff you kind of need in a, like, classic D&D part. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I arrived for the first session. It was the group's, I think, third session, correct me if I'm wrong. And I come in and Ivan, my GM, says to me, There are sliders in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> this is the second time the word sliders has come up this episode. And we're gonna talk about John Reese Davies. Wait, either.
1: were you talking about the movie Little Burgers? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to Little Burger Home with a good burger. Can I get you a slider? It's all about eating.
1: <laughs> it, it, it,
0: holy crap! The full circle that just happened. I don't know what to say about any of this.
1: Uh, it's uh, it's a satanic man. Uh,
0: also, John Reese Davies and Sliders played Gimli. Mm, that's true.
1: Tallest member of the company. Yeah. What a outside production of, out, nightmare. Outside of all that, yeah. yes. Um. So you talk about like your relationship to setting the mood or like getting the gang all together. Yeah, with food, because yours is much more elaborate than ordering pizza.
0: Yeah, so food for me. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I will definitely cop out and just order pizza sometimes. But like, so man, it's really hard to do this without getting way too deep. But like it's used in like police work, like detective work and like like politics and stuff. Like it's why you like take somebody out to lunch. Right. In like even like corporate politics, like you using food with another person is a way to like ingratiate yourself to them right
1: well to me it's like it's kind of like making things comfortable yes making it family making it like we we're sharing something
0: sure i don't i don't mean to say it like it's totally preconceived that way like i'm trying to like get on their good side so they enjoy the game but what i am trying to do is it's important to share that experience that's like a natural human bonding experience we use the term break bread for a reason Mm -hmm. like because we're clumsy Exactly, because we're clumsy, and I haven't bought a bread knife. But I actually got my first bread knife last year. I cook a lot, but it was—it's like I got other knives, right? You've
1: always just ripped bread in half, like a
0: well, like a goddamn savage. The thing is, is that bread knives seem like a superfluous thing. It's like a luxury item. It's
1: like I well, a lot of people don't use a lot of bread. That's why
0: I'm not sure that's true. I feel like that's (laughs) not not true. I feel
1: like that's not true. I am not a scientist. (laughs) I'm not a
0: scientist. But anyway, okay. Random tangent aside uh i use food as a means to quote break bread with my players and to me from a ritual experience that's like one of the more important ones so it's just one of those things that like if you went to grandma's house or you like come over to my home like first and foremost you're in my home i know that there's some level of like trepidation that goes with that i want you to feel comfortable what's the best way to feel comfortable other than somebody actively saying come here feel comfortable look i did this thing for you please enjoy it
1: um i did this thing for you please share it with me
0: yes exactly please share it with me so um to me personally food is like literally almost as important as the game because at the end of the day don't get me wrong like fighting evil wizards and like hunting dragons is super super cool but realistically speaking like tabletop rpgs are a social experience and the things that you can do to like foster the healthy nature of those social experiences that's
1: all related that's right. all it's, part and parcel it's part of the fellowship yeah exactly right? exactly um we want to tell can i tell you about the hobbit dinner mm.
0: please cuz i love this story
1: okay so um when i was running uh the one ring we had a session that we started with a hobbit dinner um basically we kind of went over like all, pretty much like all the food that winds its way into the narrative of Tolkien books. Sure. especially hobbits because they'd be eating a bunch of times uh-huh. a day. And everyone basically, we did like a potluck dinner before a session it's so cool. where we, I made chicken. Um, one of the players made stew. Um, we had beer. We had like uh, one of the players brought desserts. They brought like tarts. Yeah, and like not like, you know, like kind of like old school things that yeah, felt like yeah. you would have them at sure. Rivendell or the Shire, you know, and it was thematic, but it was also just like we did this as a we did this as a group, not because like there was a reason for it in game, not mm-hmm. because it was worth XP or it was worth right. a penny. <laughs> right. We did it because like we you if things to me like if it's a good group and and it's a successful campaign like it, like you said it, it wasn't a successful campaign because we beat the eventual we beat all the bads all the way yeah. up to the big big yeah. big bad it wasn't successful because of that it was successful for all a lot of little reasons and so we sat down as a crew with all these things that everyone kind of contributed for a reason and we did that as a, as a ch- literal fellowship. Mm-hmm. So one, we get to share that. And two, then it kind of like launches. It kind of gets us in a mental frame of mind. But it also then kind of like launches right into the the session. When, when we finished with that, we uh, b- broke Bilbo's plates. And yeah, you know, yeah, just carried yeah, it yeah. all to the sink. And we put it all in there. And then we moved on to the game. And it was like, you know, it was a really interesting transition. And to me that's similar to what you do not as like hyper focused i mean if we were ever playing a game about pizza like boom we got it but it's the idea that it like it sets the tone but it's also it's kind of like a little bit of the kindergarten teacher turning off the light like the signal is yes we're having this food get in this frame of mind like we're things are starting communion,
0: right and that's exactly what it is for me so is that I I will always have food. I might not always cook it. Like, sometimes I'll just do pizza. Sometimes I'll order out or whatever. But for me, it's so closely tied. That ritual of breaking bread together is so closely tied that there will always be food. So that, like, if somebody comes to my game and it's barren, right, they're like, I want in the back of their minds to be like, oh, man, it's going to be hard to do game day without food. Like, what? There's no food. Like, that's what that
1: ritual represents to me, because that's kind of how I feel. Well, and we have a few players and like, I definitely as a player, I'm like, I don't do this often enough, but we have a few players that we play with in common who bring, they don't bring their beverage and call it a day. Yep. They bring a six pack and if other people want some or they bring a bag of chips or they bring some yes. cookies or whatever. Yes. The kind of thing that we can all share. Because i played in games where um, I've had player, other players like show up with their food, their meal and their snack. Yes, it, it's so funny that you mentioned that.
0: So first and foremost, I I always buy the exact same bulk bag, mini ba- or box of mini bags of chips, like potato chips and like random other na- insert what company they, name here. Yes, uh,
1: uh, not sponsored Frito-Lays. Yeah, exactly. And so we have
0: a friend, you and I, that every single time we game with them, the first thing they always do, and I feel like this isn't our ritual, but we've observed this, is they crack craft beer. They're one of those, like, craft beer people. Mm-hmm. I won't use the word snob, but I will say they're a craft beer they person. They know
1: what they are. <laughs> they,
0: they they know exactly what they like. We'll say that. Yeah. Uh, but it's really cool. And so, like, that, whenever we'd go there for board gaming or RPGing or whatever, that was, like, a, that was a thing. It's, like, he would have his frosted glass. He would have his lineup of two or
1: three beers. He yep. knew what he was drinking that night. That totally qualifies. Well, and, and beyond that, too, to tie back to this, is he wanted to share all of that he oh, wanted yeah. any he want. He always was like, you should check this out. Oh, totally. I he would learn like he would learn what the, I was a cider guy and not mm-hmm. like an IPA guy. And he'd be like, hey, we found this cool cider. You should try this out. That wasn't him drinking alone. That You're was right. Him yeah. Using that as a way to bond with you. Mm-hmm. Share this break bread with me. Yeah. In the form of a, a quite hoppy beer. Um, You know, So that's a way to bond and to set the mood. We're not enemies in this board game were friends sharing these things while we play a board game that is is competitive. Where you're sinking my battleship you asshole. You sink my literal battleship while we drink the metaphorical battleship (laughs) of friendship. Shut, Shut up! We drink friendship
0: while you sink my battleship. I mean does it rhyme? I mean, is it th- is the same word said twice in some forms of
1: of uh, song, song, songs a song? Songs? What's slant? Trend? Is that a
0: slant rhyme? Yeah. No, that's like food and good. Right? Is a slant rhyme? You can be yeah. like food, good, adjacent Adjac- words. It's a it's rhyme adjacent. Anyway, I feel like the point is is that I'm very funny. <laughs> Not whether that's a rhyme. No, no, no. The the, the takeaway here is that I have low standards. Oh. It has nothing to do with how funny you are. Okay. Well, Instead, My standards are low enough to accommodate.
1: Yeah, a little bit of column A, as we're known as <laughs> A it. little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. And column B is, I'm very funny. <laughs> um, so, so, food will always be a part of gaming from the Mountain Dew that we used to rip through sessions when we were yeah. full of energy to now where we like have literal meals together Mm -hmm. because like you gotta have a meal or adults ain't making it through no six hour session
0: so i would be lying if i said this wasn't the first first the thirst wow wow okay appropriate apropos uh the first time that i thought about this because uh this is a fun story in my life is that i have another buddy that i do gaming a lot with uh sorry you're not alone steve this is a polyamorous situation (laughs) I've got plenty of people I love you know to what? play we RPGs need, with.
1: We need more mo- better boundaries. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, ooh, we had talked about this before, um, and I'm a big fan of, of of food and games. And we he so is he. Uh, he's somebody that often cooks a lot and like does it so, so much in his personal life. And he's like kind of old Italian and has like a bunch of. Passed down family recipes and i'm like i've kind of got my big like batch bakes like typical things like stews and chilies and pasta bakes and mac and cheese and that kind of stuff which are like my go-tos um and so we're like why don't we piece together like a cookbook talking about like thematic eating on the same in the same vein as your uh your hobbit meal mm-hmm. i was like why don't we do like a cookbook. Wouldn't that be great? We'll call it whatever and then we'll name all the stuff in there kobold's ribs and campfire or long rest mac and cheese and like
1: stuff like this. Are, are you suggesting we dude we eating kobolds?
0: Yes. Okay. They could have been prepared by or prepared from kobolds. Either way I'm probably
1: still in. Winner, you know what they say? Uh winners write the history book of cookbooks. <laughs> do you do you abide can could you eat a
0: sentient creature? I mean, physically, yes.
1: <laughs> Morally,
0: <laughs> yes also yes. also yes uh so anyway we, immorally also yes we had been planning this much in the style of true procrastinators that we are we'd been planning it for like a year and mm-hmm. we're like yeah let's do this and like we made like a google docs and like we listed all these recipes we had like 50 recipes and i had like started committing to writing all this good stuff down and actually recording my very sloppy throw it in a goddamn pot style and then right as we start worrying about layout um, and fiddling about with actually getting words on paper, Wizards released Heroes Feast. <laughs> and I think it was kickstarted. And I was like, <sighs> it wasn't like I had it wasn't like I had anything committed yet, but it was also like,
1: I really like that idea. The big the, <laughs> the big corporate overlord came in. and
0: Yeah. Yeah. St- cut in line. I mean, there was no real right of way for me there to begin with, because like I said, it was still very much at like point zero, but it was just a little heartbreaking because I was like, I poured mental energy into this, you know? Did you eat your feelings? Uh, I
1: did. I ate my feelings on kobold ribs. There you go. Yeah. So um, one thing, too, that like the food kind of leads into is that um, because we are probably friends gaming. You sure um, about that? There's a lot of there's a lot besides <laughs> you and me. There's a lot of catching up between friends. Sure, at the starts of sessions, you and I are yes. usually kind of eyeballing each other from a long way away, like staring you know, like, longingly into one knives. each other's eyes. <laughs> sharp- 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 oh yeah, well the opposite of that. Sharpening <laughs> knives. So you're, everybody else is catching up amongst friends. It's a big knife <laughs> you're sharpening, by the way. I it was a bread knife. Oh, um, you
0: got to get all the serrations. You know me in serration. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> What about you? Um, So that leads to me to, um, you know, just kind of catching up. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to we're not going to catch up during the game. Sure. We're going to play the game. Mm -hmm. But in the lead up, while we're literally setting the table and getting everything together, all the books are coming out and everything. Yeah. You are catching up with everyone, especially if you like your Storm King's Thunder campaign was people who are from physically pr- some from like hour away, plus yeah, drivers like, right? yeah yeah and like i met a few of those people through that game right mm-hmm. so like you're kind of learning who's who and catching up with the like one thing you know about them how's exactly. the one thing i know about you how's that going <laughs> yeah. you know Wait, what do you mean we're doing it right now yeah, seriously.
0: yeah how's your uh, how's your d character you'll so, find
1: out in 10 minutes work <laughs> And they're like, oh yeah, what do I do? And I go, I don't know. Work good. Work. Work good. Is that the answer, or is it still asking me the it's question? A, so I want to go to the slider table. <laughs> it's one. It's like kind of the polite way to be like, look, we're going to catch up. This we'll do it now, so that we're not doing it during the session. Right. 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 Um, right, right. But like, that's also just kind of like if you're if you're eating or if you're setting up and stuff. Like that's the chatter that you're going to do anyways as friends. But you're also just going to kind of like. Get it out of the way. Yes. So that we're not, you know, so I'm not in the session and I'm like, oh, I forgot to ask you about the thing that we were How talking is your, about last time Your dogs. And they're like, it's your turn, man. Yes. Like, now is not the time. Oh God. Don't even get me started. You on know, that. So, <laughs> I will get you started. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. And and to me, there's that that leads into physical preparation of the game uh-huh. space, right? Literally, as as we set our books upon the you know the battle map rolls out if you use a battle map or yeah. the or even if just, I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie. My battle map is a tablecloth often. Uh,
0: they can't see this on screen. We're literally on a oh, battle yeah. map yeah. on the table hosting
1: these laptops. Chessex do, doesn't know it, but they make gaming-related tablecloths. <laughs> they,
0: make, they make picnic. <laughs> yeah. picnic ta- Those yeah. plastic picnic tablecloths. They don't
1: know it, but that's what they do. It ain't gingham, but so, it works. It ain't gingham. I think that's like, gingham, tag- it ain't gingham. That's their tagline. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other uh, gaming company. Um, so, like, everything's coming out This is where, like, everyone's kind of customizing their space, right? Everyone, of course, you know, they got their GM space. I'm a laptop, maybe a screen. I'm a roll outside the screen type anyways. So if I have a screen, it's really just for the information distilled down charts. Mm -hmm. It's not about, like, protecting everything. (laughs) And then as a compulsive prepper, I've got a couple books that I don't need there. Uh, I love um, I picked up from one of our um, fellow players, GMs, Uh, you know, I'm way uh, I'm a huge fan um, of the index card. Yeah, Um, not index card gaming per se, but like more the just using the index card to just always have. That kind of, like... The thing. Uh, well, and also just, like, hand. the same thing, right? You got a stack of index cards. Now you got a stack of stuff that's just there. Right? Yes. I'm not yeah, yeah, going yeah. through my book. Oh, where do I got the NPC? You know, so I've played with a few GMs who are way into the the three by five and i have definitely adopted that so i got my three by five from yep. my sticky yep. notes and stuff you know you got your dice i love one of the things i love about simbarum is that as a forward-facing game player facing game i don't roll any dice as a gm yep so like i that's like actually kind of like a space saver liberating right? so as hell too, it's yeah. Cool, yeah it's kind of cool to not have to set that up and the worst part is is that from kickstarter I got a sweet simbarum little dice rolling thing <laughs> And I was like, that's kind of messed up to give me like look at this cool thing. You're almost literally not allowed to use. I've
0: taken instead of index cards. I use those things you can get at like any office store. The little tabs that you're meant to like mark reports and stuff with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Love those things. All of my yeah, page tabs. I only use them on Wizards material because I feel like they're not likely to go out of
1: print anytime soon. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you can probably always get those forever. So, I will, like, dog the piss out of them and, like,
1: put those things on. Like, I am just not, not care. a write in the book guy, but I could see myself only because, like, I ain't getting rid of it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just my workbook. So, I could do that. So, but, like, the player's doing that too. Everyone's pulling mm-hmm. out their dice. Dice goblins attack. Ivan, with I your. I
0: have so. You take out your
1: dice, then you take dice. out your other dice that you're not using, and then yes. you take out your new dice. I am
0: a dice goblin officially confirmed so that's funny you mentioned dice because as is my brother i i prefer people use my dice and that's another thing is like okay this is kind of the dark side of like cooking for people and doing stuff like that it's like if they don't eat you're like what the fuck? You're not hungry. You're not going to eat. What's wrong? <laughs> what's wrong? wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What are you? What are you oh, sick? you don't
1: drink. Why don't you drink?
0: What are you sick? No. Yeah, no. So uh, my thing is that I, I do the exact same ritual every time is that I go through. I have a bajillion dice. And so I take a bunch of sets out. I take mechanical pencils out for everybody. Mm-hmm. I try to like have at least like paper or like character sheets that I can print for people ready. And then like I get out the seven polyhedrals. I make sure that they're all relatively contrasting with one another I get out my most readable dice. I also get out some like coins and some markers just in case anybody GM or otherwise would need them. I get out the mat and I lay it down like that for me. It really is a ritual process. Like if I have to like get ready to session and like at noon, say like I start my shit at like 930. Like that's like
1: (laughs) that's kind of when I uh, when I get going. So the table is literally set. -hmm. Everyone's kind of like got their whole situation going. Um, If if the music's been on, like to kind of either just for the bullshit session or to get us in the mood. Generally, um, that's when it stops. Right. You know, we okay. Like we're see. You're no music. You prefer no music. I prefer no music, but I'm not anti music. Um, I am fine. Like I said, with kind of like the the music underneath, especially if it's like mood. That's what I'm like. Um, I'm fine with that. Totally, no problem. But like sometimes that's one of the cues that we're gonna get rolling, right? The mm-hmm. not RPG music is off. Yes, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The we're music not you're just on the phone, you know, six just feet talking.
0: under at full blast anymore.
1: Right, we're right. Uh, unless it is uh, relevant to the plot and it sets the mood, <laughs> but I, I don't want that mood. Um. So, what is? the responsibility for the literal start of the session. Is it inherently GM calls the session to order? Uh, is there uh player agency to prompt the start of a session? I mean, me, I kind of, I'll let things go. And, you know, when it's either like been a minute or like, if it's kind of coming to its natural conclusion, then we kind of bang the gavel and we get going. Yep. Um, because like, as, as I mentioned before, like to you know, the time we set this time aside. Right. Yes. So like, yeah, we're going to chat for a while, but like we're not going to chat forever. Yeah, we're going to play. And yeah. if it's not coming to its general conclu- general conclusion, like then you bring up the conclusion. Yeah. Right?
0: And sometimes there needs to be a director. Right. And so I'm I, I take a hard stance on this one. Personally, I think it is definitely the GM's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um And I'm not saying this is right because I, I know it's this is totally subjective to me, but knowing myself personally, if somebody like came up to me at my table, like my game I'm running when I've like, like I said, done my thing, set the stage, got the food and they're like, come on, let's get the show on the road. I would be like, sit the fuck down and shut up. If they were like, bartender, are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So like, that's my general philosophy is that like, yeah, I think the, should the player say something? If the GM is obviously not doing the job that they need to be doing, in my opinion, like, sure, just handle it with tact, because, like, that's a prerogative of the person running the game. I don't think it's,
1: um, I don't think it's wrong for a player to basically say, like, you know, are we ready to get going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a larger sense. Not to, like, say, hey, GM, like, let's go yeah yeah but yeah. like the kind of like are we ready to kind of switch gears mentally from out of character to in character that kind of stuff
0: yeah god knows sometimes like
1: sometimes yeah sometimes it's just the player saying like are you waiting on us are we waiting on you like you know <laughs> you know, like who talks first you know what I mean? yeah so yeah. i'm fine with that because like we talked about communication being the kind of thing you know like you have to be it's always better to be asking questions or, or you're trying to sort things out mm-hmm. because you're going to get way more mileage once when you're on the same page. And sometimes you don't just wait around to see if you're on the same page. And that's fine. Oh, totally. Also, like, frankly, if a player's asking to get started, I mean, like, that's what we're here for. Like, the fact that they're yeah. excited to get started on it, and, like, I yeah. mean, don't rain on that parade, like... Do yeah. not dampen that enthusiasm <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, right. I will tell you <laughs> when we are ready. And then you like point to the clock and it's like t- counting down. It's like a 12, <laughs> tick, dunk, 12, tick, 11, 12, 10. 12. Yeah. And you're like, I got about 12, you know? <laughs> so I think that, that that's also just kind of part of the conversation. And also that's just the everybody kind of coalescing on the game. Yeah. We're ready to go now. Cool. We're all fed. We're all situated. Ivan has 45 dice out. I have seven. We're ready to go.
0: <laughs> I will say that that is one of the most serene things that can happen on session day, which happens more often than not. Like we're talking about it like it's like this hard dichotomous split between GM starts it or player says something. Mm-hmm. But realistically speaking, if you've got like a tight group, like some of the best moments are when you're all sitting and then you start to slowly hear like conversation fade from around the table almost like in a perfectly circular pattern like a wave at a at a sports arena and then like it just goes silent and you're like yeah time to start
1: it's um it's like you can see like it the out of character is like the blue and the in character is like the red and you see like the 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 it's 100 percent blue and then it starts like transitioning it's slowly purple and we're slowly, yeah. and we, you know and we're ready and we're go yeah, you know yeah i mean like absolutely. that's kind of cool because that's we're all, like, on the team. And yeah. we all, like, you kind of set, you get a rhythm, and you are, like, we're all, we're coalescing, we're ready to go. Like, wh- everything's built, everyone's ready. We don't have to be, like, everyone good. Because also, like, setting the table and, like, getting your shit together, that's a visual clue. Like, once yeah. all the stuff's out, like, we're ready to go. Yeah. Um and so much stuff I'll never use in a million years, no. too. Well, of course. Markers. You, and- I don't know why you bring fish hooks. <laughs>
0: That, that those riding crops we've never used we once used in the them. game. We used them once. We did use them once, but um, you said we
1: wouldn't talk about that. Well, you know, those dice have to learn. <laughs> I said roll natural 20s. Yeah, dice dungeons. No, we have we have top and bottom dice. That's wow. Um, so the literal start of a session. Uh, I am a big fan of the previous session recap. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you have the note taker. Yes. Uh, And they're always a good one because they have like the they have like the info. But like even if you have like a dedicated note keeper, like you should still like pass that responsibility around. Right. Because I mean, like everyone should be paying attention. Everyone should be able to like recap the session in a general sense. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, why not? Yeah, no, exactly. Like, did it not resonate with you last session? Especially if it's been a minute. Like sometimes, especially in the era of COVID, like my Lewis and Clark game has been 11 months without a session Woof. in a game that i fully hope that we play again woof we have a player who's a nurse as i mentioned before yeah. and like it's just we cannot play yet mm-hmm. like it's just not we're not, they're not available enough right so you know out of respect to real life and the fact that they do important stuff we're i hope paused but like the next time we play like i am prepared to like recap like a lot of stuff. Like I'm, I'm I'm prepared. I'm prepared like legitimately for like a five minute recap. Five minute? I was looking like five hours. Well, God damn. We might, just, the... we might just watch the movie of what's happened so far. Um <laughs> uh, by Ken Burns. Um so, <laughs> Ken Burns.
0: That means it's a DVD set of 47 yeah. long. It's like
1: <laughs> well, he did a Lewis and Clark.
0: Yeah, uh, his Lewis jazz Clark. series is great. Sorry. Please continue. I love Ken Burns. Will <laughs>
1: you please do a little scat singing before?
0: That's all you're getting because otherwise we might get sued if anybody with a will with a copyright
1: lawyer here is this. Will we this. slowly transition into a scat singing pod?
0: da doo da doo da doo da. Oh wait, shit, I just got stuck in a doo
1: loop. <laughs> Break the loop. Break the loop. Um, sliders again. New idea for some intros. Yeah. Okay. Um uh, free jazz intro next time. Oh yes exactly yeah
0: um let's just let's give that a tentative yes
1: yeah let's uh let's get get some uh Ornat coleman or whatever <laughs> on here um to do some intros <laughs> so hopefully future Ivan doesn't have to correct like nope. what i got wrong about free jets you who know. um so i want i want to pass it around i want the players i want players to all be interested in doing session recaps i don't want to have to feel like i'm like like, they're all like, don't pick me, oh, I don't yeah. want to do... Like, everyone should want to do the recap, but Like we had a good time last time, right? Like, we did some cool stuff, so let's talk about it. Yep. It also gives me a chance, when they're done, to be like, also this and this. Like, this stuff matters. Like, that NPC or this plot point that you didn't mention in the recap, like, that happened. And also, it's probably, like, when you see a recap on TV and the, there's a character from, like, two seasons ago that they're like, right. remember this guy? Yeah, and you yeah, go, yeah. Are they are going to be in this episode? <laughs> so um yeah and people will pipe up too you know what i mean like
0: they'll they'll interject what was meaningful to their characters which i think is good and that's how you can tell you have like an engaged audience is when people say like oh yeah so we went to the thing we did the thing and then somebody will pipe oh. up and be like oh but don't forget that i um, pickpocketed the other person and we're like i got you well
1: but also like don't forget like this important thing because like it's a shared thing yeah. it's a shared story and that happens exactly you know what I mean? and that's fine to like make sure that we got everything in order. Or we mention all the the high points. Yeah. Where it's not a competition. The session recap is definitely not a competition. No. Like and you don't get points for that.
0: I want to talk about this more in on our session zero episode which is coming up, mm-hmm. but um one really important ritual for me is breaking the tension. And I hate to like be like Becky from Camp Counseling or like the 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 orient what's the orientation person at new colleges mm-hmm. orient I was like yep. trying like orientator orienter orientator I, I orientator yes. really I thought it, no, I thought I orientate don't. was never right it was oh, only no. ever orient I think it's just like an orientation
1: leader or
0: oh there you go whatever. be Becky is what I'm trying to say don't be a Gary be a Becky right by all means so moves. part of my thing and it, it's mostly pertinent in one shots but I have found it useful in campaign stuff just to like break tension with people is to like start with improv in some way. So again, I don't want to go way too deep on this because we're going to do it in the session zero discussion, but essentially it starts with, hey, where might you have been coming from? Where might you be going? Give me like a, a definite number, not just tell me some stuff, but give me two tidbits that of stuff that might have happened to your character in this downtime and then explain like, how that relates to one other character in the party or something and come up with it off the top of your head.
1: Uh, Well, I think that the word you said that resonates with me is downtime, right? So it doesn't have to be a one-shot because the relevance of sometimes when you're like, last session we did the thing. Mm -hmm. Past week you've been traveling across wherever to wherever. Mm -hmm. Or you've been at the HQ for a week and now the new job has come up. But in that week, what have you been up to? Mm-hmm. The um, One Ring had, at the end of the year, the, the Yule fel- uh, the Yule Fellowship, like, when you're all stuck at home because it's winter. Yeah, yeah. It allowed the narrative to be shared by the players to be like, what have you been up to? it's It can't be, like, adventurous stuff. I went and discovered, blah, blah, blah. But you get to share a little bit of narrative because it's, it allows you to inform about what's important to you, especially outside of, like, heroic stuff. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? So... That is a good way to be like, especially when there's um when the session in between sessions, there's uh, a time jump of almost any amount of time Mm -hmm. you can say, what is we've had a week off. What is one thing you've been up to that doesn't involve like a literal adventuring?
0: Yeah. Or even if you stop mid dungeon, right? You can say like, tell me something like knowing where we're at in this adventure, tell me something that your character is feeling or experiencing or something that's not outwardly apparent to the rest of the party members that you can communicate relatively easily. And even just like, even if they don't come up with anything and I hesitate to like give a quality judgment here, but quote good, even if they don't give anything like good and they just say like, I was thinking how much I like bologna sandwiches. Like that's fine because what that's done now is it's put them at least a little on the spot. They've got, it's gotten their gears turning. It's gotten their like improvisation and like getting character muscles working and at this point, it's like people expect that from me at the start of basically every game. I think
1: the problem is, is that when they tell you that they were thinking about bologna sandwiches, is as a GM, you have to kill what they love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next room, you come
0: upon a cobblestone floorway, deep inset. Uh, what's that? What's the- bologna bologna <laughs> no, what's no the, the base bologna. relief bass relief oh. yeah bass relief of bologna sandwiches
1: well it's a, i mean it's obviously it's a wrecking uh, ball poise. no you have to fight a bologna golem a bologna golem
0: come on man no let's go i know you're a tolkien head but go- a bologna golem bro I, whatever
1: <laughs> is that is that where we're gonna yeah
0: yeah i'm gonna die on that hill a bologna <laughs> uh, a bologna uh, i can't Good believe point. you're saying
1: just bologna it's a it's a bologna Golem. There you go. I was saying it in a different accent.
0: <laughs> Although Golem comes from what? It would be Yiddish, right? I, Isn't what, it Hebrew I lore? Don't you know. know? We're talking about tabletop RPGs. We should know about all the mythical beasts, right?
1: Well, I mean, you're stuck with D and D only, and I'm system agnostic. We're the yeah. experts. Right? Other sh- other shit doesn't <laughs> other shit doesn't have golems.
0: Kidding. We're not experts on anything. Oh. <laughs> we both, just the the dejected look toward the floor um uh no okay so anyway people expect that from my games we ritualize that right? the improv experience when anybody comes to my table they're like this might make me a little uncomfortable but usually it makes a better game and i have fun at the end so
1: yeah. well it's all it's um it's uh kind of low investment playing too mm-hmm. it's the warm-up gets your yeah creative muscles going without having to take Physical damage in combat. Sure. You know, the stakes are low for that. Exactly. And also, like, that's the, that's the four story, right? That's useful backstory mm-hmm. that you can work in that's going to inform stuff that happens later on, and everything you say when prompted is probably stuff that is important to you that you want to ventilate in the story. Right. So you're saying to the GM, do stuff with this. Yeah. Yeah, And exactly. that's, those, those are, that's, that's ready-made hooks. So we're not going to get too much into the literal like we're playing now stuff. Yeah. But like to me, the one thing that happens during a session that is not the session is like when you have to, you know, kind of keep everybody excited. We got to keep everybody at the table and and paying attention and enjoying things. We're going to keep momentum rolling. But sometimes you still need to have a minute, right? If you're going to not allow phones at the floor at the table, or if you're going to basically be like, can you please not use these unless it's like an emergency? Yeah. You have to, if your session is six hours long, mate, you've got to give people a minute. Yeah. Right. No, totally. So cigarette break, social media break. Um, if, especially if you're playing long sessions to me is kind of like only fair.
0: Yeah. And I think there's something tangentially related to that too, which is like the moment of celebration. Right. And like, Because you don't always get that. Like, sometimes it can be, like we said earlier, sloggy. Like, sometimes you're going through a dungeon or, like, you're just going encounter after encounter. And, like, sometimes you've achieved a victory, whether big or small. You have to give them kind of, like, a chance to celebrate. So, like, even if they're supposed to be, like, locked into, like, some kind of intense narrative with a, a lord of the house, right? Like, give them a minute... To say when somebody cracks a joke to talk out of character or even talk in character in a jokey way and just have that moment of celebration. Well,
1: But also, like you're not taking it's not a character cigarette break. Like we yeah, can yeah, yeah. we can understand that we're separate. We're stepping away from the table and we will probably I mean, the idea you wouldn't do it in the middle of combat, too. Like you have to, yeah, you yeah. know, you don't take a cigarette. OK, like uh, OK, we're all going to like take a refresher, a little bathroom break time. Um, and then after that, we'll get right back into the combat with the dragon. Okay. Yeah. Like you probably wanna do it either before or after that, maybe not in the middle, right? I, I have I have done that. That is brutal.
0: I know. I've done I've done that purposely and been like like somebody's about to like cast a big spell and they're all hurting and I'll be like, and we'll come back after these commercial messages. <laughs>
1: That's been Wow.
0: <laughs> it didn't go over well. I thought it would be funnier. Did <laughs> I, you thought it was funny. I thought it was goddamn hilarious. The player's not so much. The person about to cast that spell was not happy i think a player might have died that session now that i mention it
1: well you killed them
0: i did yeah i'll cop to that i listen if i'm gonna do it i might as well cop to it well you're gonna bust my chops about golem golem but <laughs> you say you killed a player oh, 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 oh god damn it man you're always catching me on that too the player versus pc why you kill a player player versus character well first off he didn't need his sliders
1: CR, second off he CR, asked me to start the game before i was ready see our episode about player death <laughs> and then our separate episode about character death
0: i remember when we were prepping for that episode one of the first things i said he's like oh what's the what's the bump at the beginning gonna be or whatever and i was like okay we're today we're talking about total player kills and you're like wait what <laughs> tpk is different where i'm from <laughs> yep no nope. we have different interpretations of that why don't we skip this one we'll revisit
1: you are a More intense GM than than a lot of people know.
0: We play in an actual literal dungeon. It's like going
1: bad for us and you're like, hmm, total player kill.
0: I've got like executioner's hood lining my walls. I've got axes and just other execution.
1: When I say dramatic lighting, I mean when you turn off the lights.
0: (laughs) You're like, does this communicate the mood? Yeah, dad. You're seeing an adolescent green dragon. A fucking Komodo dragon walks into the room. Or I just cover the entire room. The trap was set off! Scorpions everywhere! The Goji cosplay? Real le- yeah, the Goji cosplay. He comes and oh. dressed like a dragon. Don't you dare dress up my dog. That's the one line I drew when, uh, when my girlfriend wanted to get a dog, As I said, as long as we don't turn into that couple that dresses up the dog... You have! Well, we decided to compromise, and now we dress
1: up the dog. That's, that's not that's how it works in this household. I said compromise. We're doing that. Oh, man. I win. Um, <laughs> so we took a break and we got to check our phones. We got to have a cigarette. We got to use the bathroom. We are fresh, ready to get back to the table so we can finish our session. It mm-hmm. goes great. And I guess how long did the session last? what is a session length because i think one mainly it it depends on like how often you're playing mm-hmm. um probably so like i think that like to me anything less than like maybe 3 hours is kind of like what are we even doing yeah um but like there's a lot of sweet spot between like 3 and 8 mhm yeah right? I think that like um our first um, uh, first two Symbarum sessions have been in the order of about 4 hours. Right. Um but I think that like 4 to 6 to me is like, you know, kind of that traditional sweet spot if you're not either playing very frequently or doing our once a year get together with everyone yes. at the cabin and well, play, play 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 play
0: play. It certainly yeah, exactly. It makes certainly like prepping more difficult too for big long sessions like that. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. You got to anticipate
0: and everything yeah you have to know exactly where the story is going how it's going to derail like anticipate what's going <laughs> to happen and like it's 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 a brutal thing uh i i love the legacy sessions though like you said get together with a <laughs> cabin, do the 18 hours beautiful mm-hmm. chef's kiss yeah but it, it uh, ain't, it ain't right. real life anymore
1: I, yeah i think you it no 18 hour sessions happen in my
0: life. mine are a little bit longer than yours we, you talked about simbarum simbarum is like a little chunkier so i think that the shorter session format works a little bit better for that um, if I'm playing something like lighter, like I could do that shit all day.
1: But. Well, but also like, as we said earlier, we, one of your campaigns featured people who were, who are making the drive yeah. and you're yeah. not going to ask someone to drive two and a half hours round trip, exactly. whatever to play for three, you know, four, even four or five hours. Totally. You're going to play basically as soon as we can get together at the start of the day. Yeah. I think it was like one some, to 10 usually. Until some idiot has to go play hockey. The yeah. It is me. Oh boy. I ruined the session by being a weekend every warrior.
0: time. I know. No, I'm just kidding. It really wasn't you every time. Um, no, but I, I I think that you're onto something there. That 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 in and of itself is a ritual, and I think that that kind of appeals to even like the more core concept that we're trying to get across. So like, if you look at like a wizard spell, right, or a cleric's spell, like you've got verbal components and you've got somatic components, and usually the verbal is like alakazam, and like the somatic can be like. I don't know, some good berries, a drop of wine, a holy relic, this, that, the other thing. And so, like, maybe in my mind, I'm thinking of, like, the game as the verbal component. That's, like, the main thing that you do. Yeah, the most identifiable. Yeah, and then the rest of the little rituals might just be, like, extra pepper on the fresh salad, but, like, it's, they're important. They're the, they're the somatic components, the things that. In in the grand scheme of things, like the spell has no meaning if you don't perform it for perform the chant for three hours, and that's what that is. Like, yep. in a way that that that's its own
1: part of the ritual. You know, um, my verbal component for my favorite spell. Uh, do I skeety w- pop puppy pop <laughs> skeety beep bada pop? I want to make a. I'm a- sk- sk- I want to see our previous uh, see the other episode on peaking I want to make a um, scat singer spell scat slinger scat singer spell scat slinger wow right so all verbal components are um, like scat jazz sounds but the German kind yeah Two girls, one spell. Really? Wow. That's really (laughs) angry. Really angry spellcasting. They're like, heal me, heal me, but not like in that mean way. In the mean way that you do. Like, gosh. (laughs) Can't you do this with anything else? Uh, Anything.
0: We live in a world of magic for Christ's sake. Figure it out. Frau Healer, please.
1: (laughs) Stop being so aggressive. Oh. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) I definitely have. You know, remember the the games we used to play where we you you just marathoned in, until you kind of like like we would play all night and like the session ended because we all fell asleep. Right, you know? like you you like you were down for the count. Like once you once we physically couldn't play anymore, mm-hmm. that was the end of the session. And then we yeah. did it,
0: and then we did it three weekends later. Then you, exactly, you would fall asleep for however many hours until you realize that everybody else is waking up, and you're like, no, they're going to start without me. Yeah, and then, and you, then play you, the, and you play, play the Saturday the, afternoon <laughs> The whole session. next day. Yep. Um, yeah, so that kind of covers, like, some of the pregame, some of the midgame. Let's, what, do you want to move on to postgame rituals? I want to do
1: one other thing in-game, and that's in-game documentation. Yeah, okay. Cool. So a lot of people have a lot of groups have like the scribe, right? Yes. The note taker, the one who writes down the NPC's names or what the fuck this job is. So we remember <laughs> to do it. Bethy Jones. Or what we're getting paid because that's way more important than the, what that's the job the is. That's one thing
0: everyone tracks. Mm. Fun story, it's like the one, like, it's like the least meaningful thing in most TTRPG systems is gold amount,
1: and it's the one fucking number everyone tracks. You finish your job, and they give you 100 gold, and you're like, I wanted 250, it's right here. You'll give motherfuckers a potion
0: of giant strength, and they'll, like, supposedly have these things strapped to their bodies the whole adventure, and you're like... This is me hinting. Do you have any items that might be able to help you out in this adventure? And they'll just be like, "I don't know. I have four hundred and twenty-seven gold."
1: Also, who is the NPC you just met? And they're like <laughs> the guy that offered like, to they like All your problems. Four hundred seventy-five gold. Yeah, exactly. Like, that is not that person's name. Um, so I feel like that also helps um, with like session recaps, yeah. or just like a, just a better, more informed player base. I will never stop players from doing session write-ups. I did session write-ups in like novella form for a recent Shadowrun game yep. where I just put them on blogspot and um, one of the other players would send me their in-game doodles and I would post them in the narrative. Cool. cool. Um, actually maybe we can put that blog that blogspot in the uh, show in the show yeah, notes. That'd for be the, cool. We'll put we'll put a link to it in the show notes for this episode and people can check out uh, my Uh, Session recaps, which were written in narrative form, which is cool. Uh, They Um, that was your yeah. You said Shadowrun. mm -hmm. Uh, What'd you call them? Orc with a K. Yes, orc with a K, because that's that. what it is in Shadowrun.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I thought um, that it was, it was glib. It was cool. Yes. Tongue in cheek. Orc with a naming it orc with a K. Orc with a K. That's cool. So
1: we'll put the link in the show notes, because I want people to check that out, because that is like, to me, that's kind of like the art you can make out of the game. Oh, yeah. And also, people should see Cube's Doodles, because the guy gets it done. The,
0: uh, the episode we do on downtime, I want to talk a lot more about... Um, well (laughs) downtime but the things that you do with characters that are not at the table Mm -hmm. and like the one-on-one stuff and that is definitely going to get talked about um but also like think of journaling right like people keep diaries they keep journals well
1: we talked about the lewis and Clark journal
0: that's a hundred percent a ritual and like that like therapists will say that to you like psychologists trained psychologists say like hey if you need help like first processing your feelings like First, find a way to put them into language that you can understand because we don't always understand what's going on with us all the time. Like, write that stuff down as a ritual. Totally relevant.
1: As a writer, um, like, it's important to me to have that stuff. But it's also important to have it, even if it's just for you. Like, no, if no one saw those notes ever, like, there's still value to a person having that stuff. It might help you organize your thoughts. It might help you find importance in what you're doing. Sure. You know? For a lot of reasons, if you never share with anyone else, still do it because I think that there's value. You don't have to be a Pulitzer Prize winner. Exactly. You don't have to be Hemingway to find value in being like fine in, in note taking. I'm a notebook maniac. So, yeah, get out there and buy more notebooks. That's um, but try that stuff. If you aren't the note taker. In your campaign try to be a note taker. And if you are starting a new campaign, think about maybe being that note taker. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really interesting.
0: Um, and it really is like, I think a therapeutic thing as well for,
1: you're going to learn, people. you're going to learn a lot in and out of the, uh, character.
0: Yeah. By, and it's, mu- it yourself. it starts a much more existential conversation if we're being honest too, about like, say you're the world's best daredevil or the world's most adventurous son of a gun and you are jumping off of mountains and scaling El Capitan but like you don't know anybody right mm-hmm. you like you don't have any friends to observe this and you don't have a way to like i don't know kind of get the the emotions evoked by doing these acts out there like this that's kind of like analogous right mm-hmm. so like if you're just taking this with you and like maybe you can't talk freely like we are now with family or like friends or people because maybe it's not acceptable or maybe you just don't feel comfortable like sharing that part of yourself with other people like that can be totally cathartic a way to process all these really kind of like emotionally
1: meaningful experiences boom i um this is a device in when when playing um mutant year zero solo rules i basically like instead of just taking like notes for notes sake i try to Split the difference between note taking and like narration so that it's kind of like you you don't get. If I went back and read it, I wouldn't be handed the story, but it also wouldn't be like, you know, writing on a cave wall trying to figure out what happened <laughs> in that session. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah, a, you know, it's, a, you yeah. don't have to, but you don't have to like break rocks level, you know, hard work to get the done, but also like you have something more valuable than. NPC name, this, the, the you know, like grocery yeah. list type notes. So this discussion slash the session, let's wind it down. All
0: right, cool. Let's wind it down. Uh, what do you do? Is there anything specific that you can say you do for wind down?
1: Um, I mean, I think that to me, like a session kind of has like a, a definitive end. So the session itself doesn't wind down for me, per se, so much as, like, it's definitely an end. Mm -hmm. But then the experience of getting together, that's what kind of winds down, right? Yeah. So, um, we, there will be kind of that switch off from we're focused on this game and we're respecting the table, to we can kind of, like, chat and be friends again. Yeah. Right? Um, I, and I hope to get into this in a separate episode, because I really want to, like, dig into this, the concept of, like, the session post-mortem. Yeah. Um, but... I have a player survey um, that I have like a one page player survey um, that I've had some success, like getting some good feedback um, from players uh, that I don't use all the time. Uh, I tend to use it like kind of after an arc. So I won't just be like, it's at the end of any old session. I will say after a adventure concludes, right? So like when not just it's the end or i like, i maybe do it like every three, four five sessions. So like not so often that like, what do we even it put in here? clerical what, work. Yeah. Right. Well, and just that there's not enough material for them to comment on, mm-hmm. but I don't want to go so long that we're that, that if they had constructive things or they wanted to mention like things that could be improved or things that like they like that we want to keep doing. Like, I want to know that I don't want to wait six sessions to find out, They want more puzzles. Exactly. I could have been doing those. I could have been doing riddles all this time, right? So um, I use um, the True 20 Campaign Planner uh, has uh, on its page, I think 31, has a a one page. Yep. Look look in the table of contents. um, (laughs) Has a a one pager, right? (laughs) And that's what I use. And that's the one that I want to talk about a little bit. We'll probably do a show on that. Um, after the first time I get to do it with the Simbar yeah. group. So yeah. you get to see it from a player perspective also. Um, but I like to use that survey because also that's kind of like a chance for me. I put it in front of the players and I said, figure this out. One person writes, but like, let's all chip in. And I go and hit the porch yep. and relax and Elsewhere. get out of, I get out of earshot and I let them, you know, talk shit about me. If that's, you know, like they can talk about what they don't like. Yeah free go for it
0: which can totally be like the equivalent of like i don't know a cold beer or like a pipe and a glass of wine after work Mm -hmm. right like you sit down like that's again totally a ritual it's
1: also a way for the players to have just the player time right the gym is removed from the situation i'm physically gone yeah now they can be like real talk i like this i didn't like that i wish we had more of this i wish we had less of that here's a thing that i've been trying to work into the game that is like it's not being explored i'd like to do that right um you can talk about things like how is the spotlight being shared Mm -hmm. are we dwelling on one person too much are we not getting uh person number three into the game enough right all that stuff is like a chance to say those things yeah and And, i think and you're going to use them to make a better experience for the players in the gm so that's why you do you don't do it to be like vent or talk shit or you know like point fingers you're doing it because at the end of the day we want to use it as a way to improve the game
0: and there's totally a lot, I think there's a lot of vestiges of that um, that paradigm, right? So, like, some people will talk solo, some people will talk in a group format, some people will openly discuss stuff with their GM, difficult or not, and then some people will go home and, like, wait six hours, figure out something they want to gripe about, and then talk on social media. You know what I mean? And I think that, that, like, is all part of it. Not only because, like, the ritual itself is important and that represents the game for you, but also it's like, like you said, you got to... Whether it's steam or whether it's excitement or whether it's whatever you need a little catharsis you got to be able to blow that off and just kind of embrace what just happened in the game
1: um well it's in, it's important to have those conversations because as we I think we've exhibited today, like the session doesn't start and end when you say action and when you say cut right exactly it's not just the very start of the. S- of the action to the very end of the session's action. That's not a session. Right. That is the meat and potatoes of a session, but it's not it. That's not the be all, end all. The end all, be all. Yeah. Whichever is the right phrase. I.
0: You know what? I couldn't tell you on that one.
1: Well, you could have corrected
0: me. But I few. do know how to pronounce golem. You mean Smeagol? <laughs> <laughs> so, ha! So, take t- that. So tasty, sweet. Take that. Uh, so, when I was a kid, fun fact, I did think golem was pronounced golem for a while just because uh, you were only reading it you know what i mean
1: yeah you're like huh bilbo's an idiot he's saying bilbo's
0: no. an idiot that guy doesn't know how to talk oh <laughs> uh, god um yeah other than that i mean as far as post-game rituals all the same stuff that i do to set up typically am i perfect do i clean up after the game every single time no but what i will say is that you get to do all that again and that's kind of like i don't know you get to, there's something really therapeutic about taking everything out of its perfect place putting it in arrangement and taking it down and putting it back in its perfect place and putting it back on the shelf in just the same way and I mean maybe that's a little like compulsive but you get it
1: I, I think that it's it's important for a lot of reasons I mean I think even if it's just justifying that you get all this, the trinkets you know what I mean yeah the player cards or the, the all the add-ons like getting to use the add-ons is like so satisfying yeah Um. you know and and like those are just things you're always using them to enhance the game to enhance the experience totally you know I mean like You bring snacks to the game because it makes it more fun. Oh, exactly. And using, having someone 3D print your character as as like a GM who did that for the table, that was, you know, that's a thing that you do to thank players and to like get them invested, you know? So these are all, all these little tiny things, all the nonverbal components of the spell, like those things are important and they add up to the experience because... What happens leading up to the session and what happens as we cool down out of the session has always has value. Yeah. And and it's leading into having a good time or it's it's decompressing so that the next session can you can keep evolving. You can keep making things better and, and make sure that everyone's having as much fun as possible. Right. Because, I mean like I said and like we've said in other in other episodes the the point is is that we're, we're all trying to work together to tell this story and we're all trying to have as much fun as possible right. because we all said we were available for this time and we're all bought in so like if you're not going to put in the effort for that then like what 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 are you going to put your effort right. in what better use of your effort and you have to
0: I mean it takes the use of your analytical mind to make conscious decisions about growing both either personally as a human being or your character right Mm -hmm. and like that's it that's all part of that and you know we also have to recognize it's different for everybody like some people food is not important to some people the the mid break and like the decompress and the shake it out and get up and do your stretches thing isn't a isn't a big deal but then also some people i've heard of players that do basically a form of grace right they have like their own little like party thing before they they start their game. They'll say their little chant, or they'll say their little thing. Or, you know, a cheers. Like, it's the first thing you do. Like, when I get together with a bunch of my friends, we get together and pour uh, glasses of whiskey and say, to friends and lovers, and all the others, right? Which is like a thing people say, I guess. But it's different for everyone. So everyone has their own rituals. They all participate differently. They all hold the minutiae near and dear in their own specific ways.
1: And I'm interested in hearing about them. Yeah, I mean, tell us about your pregame sessions and what you do to, uh, you know, during the session that isn't just the literal playing of the game and what happens when your sessions are over, like what is all the stuff that surrounds and weaves into the actual play experience? Yeah. Because I have definitely picked up stuff from the different sessions that I've been, that I've never seen before that we've added to kind of the canon of what our sessions look like always for the better totally and you know you've probably
0: got some I don't know coping mechanism or centering ritual or you know well wishes or blessing or who the hell knows that could really benefit my life and my game so mm-hmm. I would really like to hear about them uh, why don't you hit them with the social
1: you can check us out on twitter at passive underscore podcast or email us at passive agropod at protonmail.com
0: yeah, so this has been our episode on setting the stage and game day rituals. I don't know if you learned anything, but hopefully you enjoyed hanging out with us today. I know I had a lot of fun talking with my buddy Steve here about it and uh I hope your next session is the best one yet. It won't be. Good.